If you're interested in sponsoring How You Play the Game, please email us at podcast at osipfoundation.org. Your sponsorship may be tax deductible. Hey everybody, Jack Furlong here. Thanks for coming back with us. Uh, this is the second part of our discussion on the Houston Astros and the cheating scandal. Uh, we're going to pick up right where we left off from the last time, so enjoy the second half of our conversation about the scandal. I don't know. Is that, then, yeah, because then you have to look at this as psychological. Right. And that's, and what, I think, that's what I think the next step is. is that we Team-mandated need- therapy? I mean... Maybe I, I mean, don't know. I, well, well, you know that. Hey, listen, be. really? Yeah, community service hours would be a good idea. Because you know, here's the thing too, right? The amount of shame that they've gotten and that they're going to get because of this, it's gonna do. It's gonna. It's gonna have some negative consequences, right. and they. This is going to there's, screw them there's, up. There's no such thing as being, as manning up. Yeah. I'm sorry. That is that is nonsense. Okay? <laughs> because you're, you're a human. And if you get enough of that, where you're branded for life as being a cheater, no matter what you do to try to make up for that people are still gonna look down on you and you know you you can't just say oh just man up right you can't you can't say that you can't say that it's it's, it is a i don't even know how to how to say it just how 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 empty something it's like calling someone a name right you know but I, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. You know, shame is such a powerful emotion that goes so much, so far beyond our comprehension of it. And let's face it, a lot of athletes, not all, but a lot, have certain personality traits akin to things like narcissism or uh, just being out of touch with reality. You know, these, these are people who are getting paid millions of dollars to play a game for a living. They don't really, do they really understand what the average American has to do just to get by? Mm-hmm. Okay. And a They're, lot of it too is cultural. Right. You have to look at the backgrounds of these players. Right. A lot of them come from cultures and families where are very are very uh, traditional, right? And it you know a man does one kind of job and a woman does another kind right. of job. The, let's face it, the cultures of Latin America, mm-hmm. okay, where a, a lot of these players are coming from, and Japan, and too. Japan too, okay. But the thing about the Japanese culture is that there's a lot of honor. Yeah. So imagine if something like this happened in Japan there would be outcry because they've brought dishonor among the franchise and the players and you know so it might be it might, might counterbalance it a little bit maybe i don't know i'm projecting think, a little bit i think i think the 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 protest would be much more silent yeah they you'd have lower attendance at probably. games you probably would but you would but you would see i think you would see and again i'm not trying to cast everyone in the same light but 
because they are perceived as being and and they are more honorable and they 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 look at the sport in general right you're going to have a lot of you would have a lot of uh absentees at the park yes yes you would and it would be done the right way yeah you should I, take a lesson it, from that yeah, yeah i mean you know but here we're out for blood <laughs> you know it's yeah and that, that kind of goes back to the idea of the shame that I that I was talking about in that these these players who may not be able to grasp some of these concepts because of whatever reason within their personality and their character and their psyche, um, shame does a lot of damage. Uh, guilt has the potential to be healthy because it because there is a healthy amount of guilt that can usually steer us away from making bad choices. So if the players... Preemptive. Preemptive, uh, preventative officiating, Pre- if yeah, you will. Pre- yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so if the players are feeling guilt for doing this, well, that's fine. Okay? Shame, however, is where a lot of this gets mangled. And by not addressing this head-on and being vulnerable, I think the Astros are setting themselves up for a deeper psychological downfall later. Maybe after these players are retired, maybe it's, at, it's later in their lives, where they're going to feel shame, and they're going to have suppressed shame, and they're going to have all these different things constantly following them that had they just admitted to it and 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 been vulnerable and and didn't hide it and try and save face maybe they would have been able to fix it later or maybe they would have been able to avoid some of those problems you know when we when when we suppress emotions when we deny emotions they rear their ugly head much later you know we have to we have to face them and with more ferocity exactly we have to face them head on and we can't you know, look at how many plots of movies and TV shows are built around the idea of people running from stuff. You know, they're trying to save face. They're trying to not let things get out. Right. You know, if you just let the stuff get out, you're not going to have as much conflict, which is why it doesn't work for TV and movies, mm-hmm. you know, because then you don't have a movie. Right. The whole thing's done in 10 minutes and you can, you know, leave the theater. It's like asking for a realistic version of Home Alone. Yeah. Anybody in a, in re, in reality written would know that the robbers, Marvin and Harry, would have just shot Kevin and then game over. Or it's like the Sarlacc pit. Right. You know, you you're in. You, it's over the course of a thousand years, you're digested. That's going to hurt. Yeah. But if you escape, like Boba Fett did, it well, not we in, not according to the movies, the, yeah. but in, in the books, right. Um. You're, you we'll know, see what happens in the Mandalorian, right? You know, yeah, but you know, you're you're. It's much easier because you're you're not dealing with all that pain, right? Um, I guess you could also equate it to you know running over hot coals. Yeah, if you tiptoe, <laughs> it's, it's not going to be fun for right. you. But if you just run across, get it over with. There you go. It's, uh, the pain will be will be gone quicker. Yep. Yeah. And so I I really I think that that is, you know, you, from the standpoint of the players and the fans, we've we've really covered a lot of it. 
Um, let's talk about this now. The, the other players, the non-Astros players, have come out and been very, very vocal and very aggressive regarding their feelings with this. And players on other teams. Yeah. And and I don't think I mean, like I've I've been listening to a couple of different interviews and they would ask people like Bob Costas and Al Michaels and whatnot. And they would say, have you ever witnessed anything in sports like this, where the vast majority of players within a union are attacking one small faction or minority in the union union in the way that this is happening now with the 29 other clubs attacking the Astros mm-hmm. and no one has seen this before this normally these players stand together in solidarity or if the situation is such where something like this would happen the 29 other clubs would just be silent while you know things happen with regard to this case and it's very very unprecedented now for the fact that there are 40 players per 29 teams, if not more, who are saying things like Cody Bellinger did, saying, I thought that the apology was weak. Uh, Everybody knows that they cheated, that Altuve stole the MVP from Judge and they stole the rings from us. You know? But they're saying that on the losing... Well, not losing... Well, I guess... Well, yeah, they're all saying as losers because the Astros won it. So does that argument hold any weight? I'm asking genuinely. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good, that's a, and and here's the thing. Yes and no, because on one hand you have to look at how, okay, they're arguing from, you got to look at it in two ways. They're arguing it from the standpoint of being a loser. And I mean that not in a negative way, but like. Not winning the championship. Right not winning but they're also are they arguing it from the standpoint of a player and for the integrity of the sport and that depends on the individual yeah i think because if you're looking at the people who are directly affected as a result of losing against the astros there is a degree of bias there um Again, you know, you have to think of it. Does that give them authority to to say things like that? Like to say, you know what I mean? I know exactly I, what it, you mean. It's 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 kind of uh, well. You know what? Let me pose it. It's to you. tricky. It's, it is it's tricky. a tricky situation. And I think that you know we talked about how these fans have reacted. I think that I think that it's fair to say for these players. They're allowed to have emotions too, okay? They're allowed to feel duped. They're allowed to feel this way. And I don't begrudge them for publicly saying, like, I'm not okay with this. Because players can be fans too. Right, exactly. So, you know, and, and that's the thing is to say, not only that, you know, not, not only that are they fans, but... Look, you know what in essence happened is whether you look at it from Cody Bellinger's standpoint as the, from the Dodgers who lost the World Series or from Aaron Judge's standpoint as, and the Yankees who lost the ALCS to them okay in both of those cases 
I think it's fair to say that these these players are allowed to feel slighted. They were sinned against for for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, they were the victims. So I think it's okay for them to have these emotions and express them properly. You know, uh, people are allowed to have different opinions. People are allowed to feel these different things as a result of it. Where where I think we begin to steer ourselves wrong are, are in two different places. The first place deals with the players not being okay with the lack of punishment to the Astros players. Because, again, you can feel anger and disappointment and whatnot in the fact that they did not get punished. But legally speaking, there is no way they could be punished. Okay? The union that represents you players also represents the Astros. And it is the job of the union to do everything in their power to protect the players. It's it's just like a defense attorney. Okay? Yes. A criminal defense attorney could know that his or her client is 110% guilty of the most heinous crime. But the Constitution states that that alleged criminal, the defendant, is entitled to the most competent defense possible. And thus, the criminal defense attorney is going to do everything in their job as prescribed by the Constitution and the law to defend them. And if they happen to be acquitted... So be it. That that's that's part of the nature of it. Okay, it's that's the, the nature of the legal system. Exactly, and you can feel you can feel upset about that. You can like the emotions are not wrong. We're not telling you to suppress the emotions. What we're telling you is you have to have a little bit of a sense of how the legal system works with regard to whatever the situation is, and in this situation. The players in the union need to understand that the union's going to go to bat for the players who are in trouble. That's what they're there for. That's what they do. So to think that the commissioner is the bad guy for not punishing them is a slap in the face, in my opinion, to their own union. The union made it clear that no player would cooperate with the commissioner's investigation unless there was blanket immunity given to the players. And they and and the the owner the owners and the commissioner looked at it and said, "We have to do this if we want to get to the bottom of it." Not only because that's the only way we're going to get the information, but because if you look at it from the standpoint of innocent until proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt, the thing they kept coming back to was that the players were not made aware to the letter of the law what is allowed and what isn't allowed. There is ambiguity there. We all kind of knew that using technology was not cool when it came to stealing signs. Right. Okay. But it was not in a tangible form for these players to perceive and may, and their consent was known that this was the rule. So as a result of that, they also knew that even if they were to suspend them, they, that's the argument that would be used in court mm-hmm. and their and their suspension would be vacated. So what do you want? Do you want to try and fight the good fight and lose completely? 
or do you want to get to the bottom of it, expose it for what it is, and say, yeah, okay, so we didn't get to punish them. But we got to the heart of the investigation, we found out what happened, and these players are going to wear the scarlet letter for the rest of their lives. The other thing you have to think about, too, is you can't punish someone based on a motive, only an action. Right. So even if they knew, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know that they knew or not. Because again, like I said before, you can't get inside their heads. It's not like the Minority Report movie, right? Where you can predict that someone's going to, you know, commit a crime. Right. How much of a smoking gun do we actually have here? Like we have evidence, Mm -hmm. okay? And people testified to this stuff. And you can use a motivation as a means to express an argument. Right. But you cannot use it to dictate the final outcome right. of a case. Exactly. And and we all know also that the legal system of baseball is different than the legal system of the United States. So imagine if this case was transposed or, you know, uh, to, to... Up a fifth. Yeah, up a fifth. Thank you. <laughs> Add sharps. Uh, imagine if we copied and pasted this to, to the United States court systems. Mm-hmm. This would be thrown out in a, in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. There's no smoking gun. Mm-hmm. All you have is testimony that I don't know if it's enough to convict. It's enough for baseball to convict. I mean, you could hear the banging of trash cans, right? but that's circumstantial. Yeah. Because we don't know for sure. Right. But, 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 I mean, based on what we've heard right it's just it's so gray we don't do we have the security footage of this happening mm-hmm. you know so yeah and that and 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 i think it, it and coupled with the fact that the players union protects the right, players exactly there's it's it muddies it up even totally. more absolutely not saying they can't but at the same time you're not going to have your, your your answer is going to be ambiguous and it's right. going to be ambiguous for a while. Right. Until there is concrete evidence. And even then people will argue, well, maybe the evidence was tampered with. Maybe this or that. Because you even because even in the court of public law, you could or public law. Public opinion. Public opinion or even a, a court well, let me say, court of law, the argument that a, an attorney could generate is well maybe the evidence was tampered with right and a whole nother investigation on the evidence has to be done right. and you, you you just can't you that's why there is a tremendous responsibility on everyone to read which is hard for which us. is hard for me I'll, I'll i'll group myself with that too. yeah but you but but do you, there's a, there's a tremendous responsibility on everyone's part to do their research, and yes, that means the public as well. Right. You have to. You can't. the The, the reason why the court of public opinion is out for blood is because they don't want to spend the time and do the research. Right. They want to point fingers. They want to put themselves on a pedestal. They want to put themselves on a they want to on be a part soapbox. Of the mob too. They want the mob mentality. Yeah. They don't want to take the time because you know what? And that's the media doesn't want that either. No, 
because they the want media ratings. wants people to be yeah. angry. The media wants the players to take their time. Right. They want people to to to. They want they want the blood. You know. So is it wrong for me to say that? Maybe, but on the other hand, is it not true? Is are you saying it's? Are you asking if it's wrong for you to 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 say? Well, that I I'm trying to be congenial here. I with see, the whole okay. sportsmanship. Thing. I see. Okay. You know, I I want to give everyone a fair shot. That's okay. I get it. I but, get it. But but the you know, but you have to look at patterns. Right. You have to look at how people have behaved in the past over this, and unfortunately, because of these things and because of the the media's desire to let this trickle through and because the public, the court of public opinion wants there to be more blood. They're out for blood. This is going to take a while for yeah. it to go away. What's I think an interesting thing to jump into now is the idea that the, this sort of thing, you know, you, you began to mention it, that there's going to be a lot of plunking, as a result of this, mm -hmm. I mean, talk about poor sportsmanship in the media or however you want to classify mm -hmm. this. There is a there's an over underline in Vegas that you can bet on the number of hit batsmen the Astros are going to have as a result of this. It's, at, it's set at like eighty three and a half right now. The media for the or, season, yeah. The, the media, the media. I, I, do you want to call it the media or do you want to call it Vegas? I don't know how you want to classify Las Vegas. Okay. But the fact that this group <laughs> states states that's now the new the gambling the six, people that's the okay the bookies are committing poor sportsmanship by making money off of betting on how many times players are going to get plunked and people are going to take that bet yes. and that's the sick that's the sick part yes that's messed up now let's talk about this because one thing the commissioner did that was very good, you know, we've talked about plunking in the past before, mm -hmm. retaliation, an eye for an eye, et cetera. The concern, and Dusty Baker, who's now the current manager of the Astros, uh, that, that he raised was that he wanted the commissioner's office to try and put together some sort of protocol to protect his players because he's afraid for their safety on the ball field. Off the ball field's a different story, okay? But, I mean, players have begun to say, like, these guys are going to get hit. The old school mentality is, well, this will police itself on the ball field. But this is so... First of all, not only is that inherently uh, wrong morally, mm -hmm. but... This is so far out there and so grave and so mm -hmm. large. This isn't going to get policed. This is going to start a firestorm, mm -hmm. a Mike Firestorm at the Hermit Crab Emporium, yeah. okay, <laughs> of plunking. And, and, and people are going to get hurt. And the commissioner has come out and said this, that to... Physical in, to inflict physical harm on another person as a way of settling a score or or working out conflict or whatever however you want to describe this is completely unnecessary, uncalled for, and flat out wrong. 
although the scale might be different in my opinion, mm-hmm. it's just as bad as what the Astros did. So if these players are going to retaliate by plunking the Astros players, they are stooping to a level that although it doesn't seem as bad because of how the the, the grand nature of the cheating scandal. It was pretty clandestine. Okay. Uh they're stooping to that level and they're just as they're just as guilty, in yeah. my opinion. You cannot think that plunking Astros players is the solution via retaliation to this problem. Even if you're sort of a bystander and you say, well, it's gonna happen. You kinda you kinda owe it to yourself as a fan. If you're a true fan to say, yeah, but it's that doesn't make it right. Yeah. Um, you can you can predict something without endorsing it. Yeah. You know, you can say, I bet this is going to happen. I don't endorse it. I don't think it should happen, but this is what I would expect mm-hmm. to happen. It's sort of a social commentary in a way. Right. Um Yeah, I just it just you kind of get a glimpse into someone's psyche too yeah. when they think that it's okay to to f- inflict harm on someone. I, I you know, <laughs> I've played baseball. You've played baseball. It flipping hurts to get hit by a ball. Yes, a lot. I've gotten hit. I've gotten. I was a pitcher. I got hit in the diaphragm with a. Come with a ball, or, yeah, yeah, and I projectile vomited on the mound yep. because I was in such retching pain. It hurts. Listen, <laughs> I've caught balls as a catcher that hurt, mm-hmm. and I've got a mitt on, and I know it's mitt. coming, okay? <laughs> and and I actually still have a microfracture in my left thumb from catching because of really? that pain. That was a huge problem for me growing up. I vividly remember it happened to me at the end of sixth grade. And we tried to let it heal on its own for years. And finally, once I was in 10th grade, my father finally said, all right, I got to take you to an orthopedic surgeon. And they did x-rays and they did the whole thing. And they just said, it's not worth operating on. You're just going to have to live with it. Hmm. So unless, unless the whole thing breaks off. There's nothing we can we just, really do. Yeah. Just hit your hand with a hammer. Oh and, yeah, because and then you'll be all right. Yeah, that's that's the that's a wonderful thing for a professional a musician game? to do. Is, that's a drinking game, isn't it? Everybody just hits their hand with a hammer. Like you know, it's not that you go through here. Oh, like with you the literally. Knife. I think it's a Peter Griffin drinking. Oh game yeah, oh, yeah, I remember just, that. <laughs> Ow! Oh, you got a drink. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> but it it hurts yeah. to get hit with the ball. And you can mess people up, yep. especially if you go up near the head. Mm-hmm. Look at how many people's careers have changed because of the concussions that they've had from getting hit in the head. Well, I remember when, when Mike Mussina got hit in the eyebrow with a comebacker. When was that? Um, I can't remember what year it was, but he flinched after every... After every pitch, yeah. maybe, was it maybe it wasn't Musina? 
I, you would know more than me. I think Norm Charlton comes to mind. Okay. And I remember seeing that vividly when I think he was on the Phillies. Okay. I saw that live as it happened. Oh, okay. Liner came back, hit him square in the head. Okay. That was that was horrendous. Uh, David th- Wright. Why, why am I thinking of Mike Messina? I don't know. David hmm. Wright has been hit in the, in the helmet as a hitter. I got to look this up. Okay. Francisco Cervelli, history of concussions. I mean... We we could we could we could just find the list of this. I mean, head injuries are are horrendous things as a result of uh, Tony Fernandez. Oh, wait, I found it. Uh, Hall of Famer Mike was hit in the head by Sandy Alomar. Okay, in nineteen ninety eight. So he was with the Orioles then. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God! Yeah. I'm watching the video right now. And and I heard that ever since. Oh my God. And ever since then, he would flinch. He would flinch yeah. after every pitch. The late great Tony Fernandez, who just passed away, God mm-hmm. rest his soul. I I remember it vividly when he broke his leg on a hit by pitch that led to Derek Jeter taking over. Mm. Okay, I mean, I remember watching that live and hearing his scream and the and the sound it made when it, the ball hit his leg, like mm. it was. That sticks in your mind. Yeah. Okay. Um, or will it all the foul balls? Yeah. I Look mean, at all the foul balls that hit people and the, the nettings that mm-hmm. have had to go up. And mm-hmm. I mean, the permanent brain damage that people have. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, getting hit is not a good thing. Okay. They say there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. You know what? It's time for I us can, to evolve from that. I can guarantee that if someone was hit by a foul ball, a fan... They would agree wholeheartedly with yeah. us that plunking is not the answer. Right. Because until you've been hit, I'm not saying that you should go out and I'm not saying you should go to a batting cage without a bat and just stand there and take it. Like Happy Gilmore. <laughs> but 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 you've gotta put yourself in that position. Right. You're getting hit with a ninety mile an hour fastball on an on average. And that's not to say that people aren't gonna get hit by accident. Okay. Pitches get away. Right. People, you know, they, they, it happens. But you okay? can tell if it's. Yeah. I mean, ninety percent of the time, you can tell if it's intentional. Right. If it's a breaking ball, it's probably not intentional. Right. Okay. If, if you know, like, but if it's a fastball that zooms by your head, yeah. All the helmets in the world aren't going to protect you against that. A fastball that hits anybody from the thigh up without it being like accidentally hitting like part of the arm mm-hmm. or something like that from a batter leaning over or something like that. You know, the the torso, from the thigh up the torso, up to the head. That's, and that's like the shoulders, and you know, the back. and all. That's all, that's where you really can start to say, okay, clearly a message was trying to be sent, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's not good. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, these, and again, I understand the anger that these players have. And I think that to a degree it's justified. Okay? To feel a certain way. Right. It's it's justified to feel a certain way. I mean, the, the a lot of the things that were said were things like, okay, how many careers were changed as a result of that? You know, how many how many jobs were lost? How much money 
changed hands in ways where it shouldn't have. You know, um, Joe Girardi, I know we, you know, I know that there's no evidences, but if Joe Girardi goes to the World Series that year, does he lose his job as Yankees manager? What if he wins the World Series mm-hmm. in in 2017? Is he fired? I hope not. Because <laughs> then the Yankees look stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, think about the people who bet on the series and who lost money because of that. You know, just... just you can you can you are justified to feel angry okay especially in a game that is so fleeting but i don't think that you were justified to physically harm people in retribution for it right okay it doesn't work that way um i would almost you know we talk about these silent protests and whatnot I would almost venture to say that if you really need to take a stand against the Astros as they come up to bat, instead of hitting them, you know what you can do? Refuse to pitch. You know? Hmm. Literally just stand off the mound and say, this is my silent protest. Or, Or don't give them anything to hit. You know, or say, or just know. win, or just win. Yeah, there you go. Just just win. That's as, as keep your head down and play and win and and the best the best the revenge right is always to get the W, as I've always said. You know, just to say you know don't you know don't get mad here, take it out on the ball field and get the W. That's the best revenge. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to think what else stuck in my craw as a result of all this you know how do officials feel about it now that's an that's that's a very interesting point because write-ups have been issued by our friends gill and i think i don't know if t-mac brought it up at all but gill was writing about it over at close call sports and uh one of the new directives that's being put into place for this season is that umpires now have the option in their umpire manual, their mechanics manual, basically, that says that they can conference following a hit-by-pitch to determine intent. You know, because I think that, you know, officials have to make a snap judgment sometimes on hit-by-pitches. And... They're not taking that away. All they're saying is that because of the nature of intent now, we're giving officials the option if they choose to use it to confer. And then if they decide to eject, they can eject. Mm. Now, a lot of that actually came up because the Pirates and the Reds had numerous fights last year. And it's it's kind of coincidental that it's the Astros scandal and with but, all the plunking that right, will that, occur. That's probably going to get more play as a result of it. Mm-hmm. Um, because umpires do not have any responsibility when it comes to sign stealing. Which, 
I mean, and I have to admit that's a little bit of a head scratcher for me. Because if tell me why, and then I'll tell you why I why I think it's actually it could be a good thing that they don't have a response. Well, if I'm an umpire and I'm witnessing someone stealing signs, like like blatantly, yeah. But that's the thing is that if you're stealing signs blatantly, mm-hmm. are you really stealing signs? No, I guess not. You know, but it, or if or if something, I guess if something suspicious is going on, whether it's someone futzing with their uniform, right? But like in an unnatural way, or you know, maybe spotting some technology being used in in not a good way or not in the as if like, to say like like, like a, if a manager is pointing out pine tar on a pitcher's hand or something like right, that right like wouldn't you feel as an umpire like oh my god i have to say something about this it depends <laughs> you know? it really depends on the situation let me let me play devil's advocate and why to me it would only it, uh, to me in a certain way it makes sense for them to not get involved as an official one of the things that i hate is the fact that we have to police things that have nothing to do with the game. Um, you know, as, as a high school official, they, they, they make it a point to say, here are the things that you have to look for. Jewelry. Sunglasses being worn improperly. Mm-hmm. Team personnel not covered by a fence. You know, these are, they, these are all things that are common sense, okay, and that people who don't use common sense to avoid these situations, you know, evolution's going to take over and they're going to they're going to get mm-hmm. hit and they're going to have a problem. They're like, well, maybe if you hadn't done this, mm-hmm. you know, thank you, Darwin. Um, but these are things that I have to police for legality because I can't afford to get sued. If I don't do that, okay, what I want to do is simply worry about calling ball strike, fair foul, safe out. I, and it's hard enough to do that. I don't want to have to be focusing on the idea that the shortstop has jewelry on mm-hmm. and he has to either take it off or if it's a medical or religious thing, it has to be taped down and there has to be a note that explains it. Like these are protocols that I. Sh- why do I, as the official, have to worry about this? Right. You know, I'm too busy studying the rules of the game. I I understand that, but at the same time, like, what if that? Because you have to look at the integrity of the way the game is played, right? Right. What if that piece of jewelry affects a play? What if the what if the jewel piece of jewelry gets tangled in someone and they can't throw the person out or they or they get hurt? Right. You know, or well, legally what, what, that's what I'm trying to trying to stop because we yeah. don't want to get sued. But but, but with the sign stealing, right. that can affect the game in a negative way. Oh, I absolutely can. But umpires are not supposed to be going around saying, "Hey, you guys stealing signs? You guys stealing signs?" Like, right. I'm not going to go around touching people to check for jewelry. <laughs> We had risking. We listen. <laughs> we had a situation like that in the past. Really, and and it got the official in trouble. You know, we we just can't be frisking people, mm-hmm. checking for this kind of stuff. 
Just like I don't think that, you know, the Angel Hernandez is going to be frisking Alex Bregman when he comes up to the plate to say, mm-hmm. are you wearing a buzzer? You know, it just, it, it can't be done. Right. I Listen, I understand it. I understand that the, that the game, the, the integrity of the game could be compromised because of some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you've had to eject a fan before. Yeah. But that doesn't have, I mean, does that? That had to do with sportsmanship. Okay. That had to do with. But with, so does cheating. Of course. I'm not trying to be, I'm not no, trying. No, I understand that. I'm, I'm trying to argue for the fact that as an official who really should, as an official who has integrity for the sport right. and for the game, it would almost be a service. It, it would, I mean, if I was in a position where I wanted to do 110%. Right. It, if And if I saw someone who I suspected was cheating, it would bug me to no end. Now, let me... Let me that I don't say anything Let about me throw it. you a couple of curveballs here, no pun intended. Okay? <laughs> At the high school level, I can probably do more than I could at the professional level. Okay? okay? And here's why. At the professional level, the resources that these clubs have are, are, are basically not only watched by MLB, but also so technologically driven that I don't know if an umpire can actually know where to draw the line, okay? you got guys looking at film during the game on iPads, okay, to, to help them learn a pitcher or learn hitters or whatever the case may mm-hmm. be, or they're going to go back and they're going to examine their last at-bat when they get a chance so that they can you know try and see what they did wrong. And there's wrong. nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that, but... You can't. It's it's impossible for a major league umpire to be able to uh, police for that stuff mm. at that level. Right. At the high school level, here's what I can do. It is written in our rule book that a base coach, for example, can only have three things on his person when he's in when he's in the the coach's box. Okay, he can have a stopwatch. He can have a hard copy of the rule book, which actually we don't want, but it's in the rules. Like it's, mm. you're not breaking any rule, but like if he pulls out a rule book to argue, he's ejected. But if he's pulling out a rule book to see what he can do in a situation, mm-hmm. that's okay. And he can also have a scorebook, a manual handwritten scorebook. Mm. Those are the three things that he can have in that. Can't have a phone. Okay can't have any other piece of technology and I as the umpire can 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 govern that it's a lot easier for me to govern that than it is for me to govern whether or not the sign stealing of looking up can I see the camera in center field and can I see the monitor behind the clubhouse where this these signs are being relayed to the banging of a trash can and so on and so forth now this all being said, I'm sure that MLB has put into place a protocol so that if an official suspects it, he can contact the league and say, I think something's happening. I don't know, but I think something okay, is. Okay, that's that's good then. Okay. As opposed to having to govern it that moment right. and eject people and, you know, especially without a smoking gun, mm-hmm. you know? 
Well, sometimes the best thing to do legally is to let it ride right. until the right opportunity right. comes along. So, yeah. So, officials, to a certain degree, have to stay out of it. But it's important for them to know the level. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more the, the bigger thing that they're going to have a problem with is judging intent this year. And that, you know, there's always that problem with... with you well, know, if with, it's high and tight... And it's an Astro. Right. Yeah. You've got to look at that. But is that now is that fair? Because you're going in with a preconceived notion. Right. You know? See? <laughs> it's not as easy as you think. No, it's you know? not. Yeah, because now you have to look. You Do you brand... Do you brand them the victim right off the bat because of what they did? I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I love how I love how what happened there was you start going down a thought path, you give up halfway through, and you just admit guilt and be you're vulnerable. You're pulling what the Astros should have done. Yeah. Rather than that's try like, and force I, the I, thought. Well, I, 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 okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what just happened there. That's funny to me. Um, yeah. So the Astros. Yeah. It's, it's a, it is a, it is a tough situation. Oh, here's one. Yeah. One more thing to talk about. Mm-hmm. The commissioner in, you know, doing all the interviews and, you know, and whatnot. Listen, the dude's getting bombarded because spring training is here Mm -hmm. and uh, people want answers and whatnot. And he called the commissioner's trophy, you know, the trophy you get for winning the World Series, just a piece of metal. Oh, yeah. Okay, and he kind of devalued it. Right. And some of the players took took offense. Right, I heard about that. Yeah. I credit Rob Manfred for saying, I apologize, I should have done better. But at the same time, I, I don't fault him. Because I'm going with empathy here. First and foremost, the dude is probably exhausted. And you know, as you just admitted exhaustion, that sometimes you say things or you do things when you're not fully yourself because you're tired or you're just not thinking or whatever the case may be. And I think that that is what happened here is that he called it a piece of metal when he probably didn't intend for it to be actually bad and people got upset. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, especially because he was, you know, he had the wherewithal to apologize. Right. Okay. Secondly, I think the players need to understand that. Now, if the players are the players are probably already very upset as a result of this, they're already on edge. Okay, um, what I don't know is whether or not it makes sense for them to continue to hold a grudge over it. Like Chris Bryant, I think said he will not accept the apology of the commissioner for that. And I just wanted to be like, why? You know. See, I think I think that's where we get back into players are putting so much joy into things. You know, the idea is to win the World Series, not not collect the trophy. Mm-hmm. You know, the tr- it's it, the journey, right? The, not the, the, the trophy. Literally, I hate to break it to you, although you place 
the value in it, it's still a piece of metal. It's made of metal. Mm. Okay? And it represents the championship that you won. It's not the championship that you won. It is a representation of it. Mm -hmm. So I understand that players work hard for it. You know, and I understand how they might feel snubbed, like as if to say the hard work that they do doesn't count. I totally get all of that. I just think it's important for people to come around and realize that, listen, the commissioner was probably tired. And he's apologizing for something that was kind of stupid to say. Players say stupid things all the time and don't have to apologize for it. Mm -hmm. So the commissioner says one wrong thing or questionably wrong thing and you're, you're going to get on him. Kind of yeah. hypocritical. Yeah. You know? I think that was the last thing I had to get off my chest. Can you think of anything else? No. You're tired? Yeah. I mean, I think what the big takeaway from this is that it's not about the action. It's about the reaction how we react. Yeah. You know, plunking a batter is not the appropriate reaction. Yeah. And silent it's, protest is, and it's okay to express your feelings. Yes. I mean, it, it's, it, I think that that's a common misconception is that we're not allowed to have feelings. And I, and, and we have to, as, as a, as a, as people, we have to get over that. Yeah. We have to understand that when, when feelings are evoked, there's a reason for it. Right. Don't suppress it. Mm -hmm. Look at it. Examine it. Yeah. Because you may learn something. You may you may prevent something. Right. You know, there's a, there, you, a lot can happen. Don't And don't feel embarrassed because you felt something. Yeah. So I, I hope that that's encouraging enough to people to say it's okay to be upset. And please, as a PSA here, do your research. Yes. And look at all the different angles. Don't just become accusatory because other people are becoming accusatory. Develop an opinion, but an informed opinion. Justify your opinion. Right. Okay. Um, have facts to back it up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you listen to talk sports talk radio. So many people are calling up saying, the championship needs to be vacated. These guys need to be suspended, blah, 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 blah. I don't care about this stuff. Well, that's great that you don't care. But do you understand how the system works? Clearly you don't. Mm. Now, if you phrased it by saying, I understand why they could not have been suspended. I wish they could have been, though. Mm -hmm. Now, that's different. Yeah. Now I say, okay, I see what you're saying. What you're expressing here is a form of disappointment or anger or frustration. But and you're you also accepting the reality. Exactly. That's healthy. That's okay. By, 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 by throwing away the facts just so that you can get your opinion across mm -hmm. is very asinine, very immature, very mm -hmm. short-sighted. Yeah. And we do and we do that not just in sports. Oh, we do it all the time. All the time. Politics much. Mm-hmm. But enough of that. Yeah. Have I'm, we I'm have, hungry. Have we beat this to a to a, a bloody pulp? Yeah. All right. 
No pun intended. No. Oh, God, that's terrible. You're going to edit that out? No. I don't think so. No. No. Well, I think it's time for me to catch my breath. Yeah. You as well. Yeah. You did a lot more talking. I took the day off today, so. There you go. That's good. (laughs) I was more rested? I taught a piano lesson. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. It went pretty well. That's good. Yeah. I went to the post office. Ah, there it is. (laughs) (laughs) And there it is. Are we still, you you still with us, uh, listeners? Yeah. (laughs) Have you turned us off yet? (laughs) All right. So uh, now that we're going to start wrapping this one up. Yeah. um, Sean, as always, thank you. Thank you. And um, I hope everybody uh, learned a little something today. It's okay to have emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's how you express them and how you react to them that really makes or breaks it. Right. And uh, we hope that uh, you enjoy the baseball now that it's here. Yep. Okay. We, we're, we're lucky to have this game mm-hmm. and to have this entertainment and to have, have this American institution. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't take it for granted. Uh, it's... It's hope springs eternal. Okay, right, right, right. So, uh, remember, you can uh, go on uh, osipfoundation.org. You can contact the show uh, using podcast at osipfoundation.org. Uh, you can comment at facebook.com/slash osipfoundation or on Twitter and Instagram at osipfoundation. Hashtag how you play the game. Make sure you subscribe, like, comment, rate, share. Uh, submit your stories of sportsmanship you can maybe even be on the show with us and um, I think that about wraps it up so uh, until we speak again treat each other even the Astros with respect How You Play the Game is a production of the OSIP Foundation Incorporated the producer engineer of this episode is Sean Ryan music by Soundspring Studio the executive producer of How You Play the Game is Jack Furlong For more information, visit osafoundation.org.